We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nikhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women, beauty redefined. I am so excited to have Vanessa Haberman on the podcast today. Vanessa shares her journey from literally not knowing how to boil water to becoming a successful food blogger with thousands of followers. Vanessa shared why she doesn't show her face on Instagram and prefers staying behind the scenes. We spoke about remaining authentic to who we are without getting pressure to follow the herd just because that's what everyone else is doing. She shares how she embraces what works for her, even when others don't agree or pressure her to change. Vanessa also spoke about the circumstances that forced her to carve out her own identity and the depth of the struggle that she went through in the process. I can't wait for you to hear this super raw and relatable episode. Listen in and be inspired. So I'm the oldest child, and I would say I think I'm a very typical oldest child. I wanted everything my way. I was very strict rule follower and maybe I still am today in certain ways. Um, I took everything very seriously. I took school very seriously. I took like all extracurricular activities very seriously. Even if I did like art, I wanted it to be just so. And maybe it was a precursor to plates and pedals. I don't know. That's so funny. Okay, so how did you tell me about like your journey to starting your business? Where did that idea come from? So it's so funny. Everyone thinks that there's that I had like some sort of aha moment. It wasn't like that. Um, it was actually I started to cook when I got married. Um, I did not know how to boil water at all. Um, my mom and my bubby are tremendous cooks. And always wanted, you know, me to stay in the kitchen with them before Shabbos, before Yenzi, everything. Never did. I was always like, no thanks. I'll learn it someday. And then I got married. And I truly tell you, I didn't know how to boil water. Like, I remember the first Shabbos that I cooked, that we were married. I probably called my mom no less than 75 times for each thing I did. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like, okay, I put the chicken in in the pot. Now what? And I didn't know anything. I was completely like 100% clueless. Like, I I don't even know how to explain it really, truly. And um, after about a week of that going on, I was like, you know what? I need to find a way to do this because this is not sustainable. So I started to, you know, kind of think to myself, what do I like to eat? And I asked my husband, we were luckily very on the same page about our food preferences. So maybe that made things easier for me. But literally, I would say within two weeks, I was making, you know, 
I don't know about elaborate, but I was making pretty interesting food already. I started reading food magazines and blogs and I really got into it. And I don't know, I, I, I guess necessity is the mother of invention kind of thing, because I went from knowing zero to buying spices that I didn't even know existed in order to make these dishes that I had seen. And I truly wasn't even following a recipe, right? I was reading it. And then I was like, but you know, we like this. And so that's how Plates and Paddles was born. I literally started taking photos and sending to my friends. Like, could you believe I'm actually cooking dinner? (laughs) And my friend was like, you should totally put this on Instagram. At that time, Instagram was very primitive compared to what it is now. And it was just sort of, we all would send each other, you know, our photos. If you were out at dinner, you would post it, things like that. And I said, okay, I'm going to start posting and sharing with my friends the dinners that I was making. And my friend was like, why not put this on an Instagram? Like make yourself a separate account, not, you know, not then my name, which was my original Instagram account. And I did. And one of my very good friends, actually, I wanted to be garlic and glitter because I love garlic and so does my husband. And I figured it was going to feature prominently in my food. It was actually taken. And my friend said to me, you also do table, like you set your table nicely. So why don't you be plates and petals? And I was like, oh my God, I love it. And thankfully it wasn't taken. And here we are. Love that. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So you started posting and we mentioned this earlier, but you are one of the accounts that it's really cool. You haven't really, you show your face occasionally, but your account is really focused on the food and what you do as opposed to you. And, and, and that's really, and again, like that's super cool because these days, you know, everyone's always like, you have to show your face and this and that. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like, first of all, why, why you don't show your face and, and then we'll discuss, you know, different, different perspectives on, on these kind of things. Definitely. So, um, I don't have any specific reason. There's no secret here where I decided that I wouldn't show my face. Nothing like that. Um, my approach to Instagram in general is I'm on there to see beautiful things and things that I don't see every day, be that food or flowers or, you know, places in the world that I'm not visiting currently. And I'm not on there to see, you know, the, the behind the scenes. And so I figure that people aren't there to see the behind the scenes of me. And I, as I said, I think Instagram is and for my personal taste should be curated to a certain extent. There's nothing wrong, of course, with people who are super raw. And I think that's awesome. But for me, it's a, I guess, a curated experience. And so I feel that way about myself. I don't put myself on, you know, if I'm in my pajamas or if my son is hanging off me, I'm not going to go on and say, hey, here's me making dinner you know, all frazzled. I understand that that might be something that people want to see. And people have mentioned to me that it's something that they want to see, that they want to see that, you know, my, if the soup spills as I'm ladling it out and things like that. But for me, that's not who I am. I'm not like, if I have you over for a Friday night dinner, you will not be in my kitchen helping me serve. You will be sitting down and enjoying yourself and talking and doing all those sorts of things. You're not going to be standing in my kitchen wiping the bowls for me. 
So I guess that's how I feel about, you know, my presence on Instagram. When I am curated, as you might say, I go on. And when I am in my day-to-day life, I don't really feel to go on because I feel like here's the food and here's what I want to talk about and let's do it. Um, Maybe that will change. People have asked many times if I could change that as far as sharing step-by-steps as opposed to just my final dinner. And being that the goal is to be as helpful as possible and share what I love, maybe that's the next uh, place that I should go. Yes. Yeah. You know, I I love what you said, because you were saying how there's nothing wrong with when people, you know, want to post themselves in a completely raw, messy way. Totally. And I think that's great because there wouldn't be Instagram if everybody was waiting for the perfect day and the perfect light and the perfect moment to post everything. Right. But at the same time, you're doing what's comfortable for you. You're not feeding into the pressures of Instagram. You're not, you know what I like to say, like selling your soul to Instagram. Right. Like a lot of people do that. And you're saying, no, no, I'm embracing my authenticity, what works for me, what's comfortable for me. And that's what I'm posting. That's what I'm doing. And and that's this completely different perspective than, than we're used to seeing. And I love that. Thank you. I I mean, like I said, I think this was all born out of interest and fun. And so I feel like I should do what makes sense for me and you know, the lens that I see Instagram through is the same one that I want to use for myself. I'm not here to, you know, put up any facades or anything like that. And for me, it's sort of the opposite. Me putting myself on in my pajamas, making my dinner would be a facade of what I feel Instagram is. Right, right. And that's, and that's great. And and I hope that people who are listening are thinking to themselves and, you know, realizing the pressures that they feed into when it comes to things. Okay. Instagram is a great example, but it could be other things as well. And learning from you that you don't have to, you know, be like a sheep. One of my friends calls it be like a sheep, you know, like follow right. the herd. So. Yeah. No. And I, I, that's actually really interesting that you're saying that because I think that also there's this there's this sense that sometimes, you know, friends of mine or other Instagram content creators have said to me that they feel like they need to go off for a while and not be on because there's too much going on or, you know, there's too many voices or things like that. I never see it that way because I I understand that perspective completely, but I never see it that way because I always feel like I'm in my little corner. I always you know, say that it's my corner of the internet. And I always feel like I'm there and I'm just doing me. So whatever the noise is that's going on, it's not that I don't hear it. I, of course, do. And believe me when I tell you that I have opinions on these things. But I don't know that I need to shout from the rooftop what my opinion is or, you know, sort of get involved in this whole of whatever it is. I'm just here doing my food and that's where I'll be. Right, right. How do you feel, by the way, about people, content creators or influencers sharing their opinion on things that have nothing to do with their brand? Oh my God, I I could not be happier that you asked me this because I I I wish I had a sign that said "stay dot in dot your dot link." I do not care what anyone thinks like if you are a, a you know a makeup girl I don't care what you think about you know 
politics. I really don't, truly, I don't. And again, maybe it's this difference between how I see Instagram. I'm not, you know, maybe there are people who would vehemently disagree with that and say, but that's why I'm there. I'm there to find out what the average makeup girl thinks about politics. Me, it's not my thing. I am not, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not here to opine on things. Occasionally I get very worked up by something that's going on. And I, I, I generally have maybe four or five screens where I have to share what I'm thinking, but, um, and it's usually not done with me talking. I usually do it on a blank canvas on stories because I, I don't need, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. For me, I see it as very, I don't enjoy the gray area. I don't think that, you know what I mean? I think you should come on to share what you know. And of course, there's there's a concept that you might have something to add to the conversation, even if that's not your complete arena. But I think the idea that every day, everything that happens, everything in the news has to be, you know, shared by people who have no clue about what that thing is, is just, for me, it's a no. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? If if it's connected to you in some way, absolutely. But I think just Dom to go on each day and say, you know, this is what happened in the news. Okay, you want to know what happened in the news? I went on to CNN this morning and saw that all the flights in the country were grounded this morning because there was like a problem with the safety features that the pilots share with each other. Guess what? My husband was supposed to fly, flew home yesterday. And if that were today, he would have been grounded and waiting at the airport indefinitely. Do you think I should go on and say, hey, guys, guess what? If this were today, my husband would be grounded at his destination. No, what does that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with what I had for breakfast. I don't know. That's me. Right, right. It's so funny. And and on the other hand, there's this pressure. I feel like these content creators feel a pressure. And I've been there, by the way, and I haven't done it, but I have felt a pressure like, you should be talking about this. It affects us. Right. But but I agree with you. I, I find like my gut always tells me like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Like you need to have some sort of specialty within that or knowledge or real knowledge or something that it really affects you has what to do with your whole persona. Um, like your image, you know, your brand image before you, you talk about it. That's so I, I'm with you on that. I just, I don't. And actually sometimes occasionally I'll say, you know, if anyone wants to discuss it, DM me, because that could be, a, you know, a place where we could have a discussion. And I'm definitely something I've always been into and still very much am is connecting with everybody. That's really why I'm on. And this is a hobby for me. This is something fun that I enjoy. And I super enjoy connecting with everyone. So in that sense, you know, I do think that like that's what dms are for to have those conversations without me you know blasting to the world what my opinion is on every single (laughs) item that comes up out there i love that yeah yeah and and um how how do you have a balance between being a mom and a wife and a business owner on social media because i know that could take it could be a full-time job really so how do you manage to do that So I think that um, people who have been following me for a long time would notice that I am not able to curate as many photos as I used to because there's simply not enough hours in the day to do everything I need to do and take 
the photos the way I want them to be taken. So I think that's something that has sort of uh, fallen by the wayside for me. And I am more focused on stories and the day to day and what, you know, what's what I'm doing each day relating to food and especially my dinners, which I think it always was. But um, photos, I would say, are what has fallen by the wayside for me. But I, this is, this has been the only way during this entire um, couple of last couple of years for me to keep my own sort of identity going, I would say. Um, of course, I still have my friends. Of course, I still have, you know, my interests. But I would say that keeping up with this, especially like early in 2020, um, was the only way to sort of feel like myself still in everything that was going on. So I found it to be very important, even if it wasn't, you know, 100% what I usually shared, I was still on and sharing and, you know, being there because it was for me as much as for everyone else. Yeah. And I want to talk about the importance of making sure that you're carving out your own identity and you're giving yourself time for self-care. And we'll get back to that soon. But you brought up about the year 2020, how things changed for you. So let's go back there and then we'll move into um, identity. So tell me about what happened in March, 2020. Oh my goodness. Well, I think it's funny because I think it, for me, it's very connected to identity, the March, 2020, because, um, in a week before the country went into lockdown, I was at the hospital having my first baby and, I really can't begin to explain to you. We were in the hospital, like trying to stock up on masks for all the people that might come over that might have the flu or cold or God forbid, something like that. We did not know that we wouldn't need those masks for anyone who is coming over. Um, my life took a, I don't even know what kind of detour, a beyond 180 like, tornado of a detour from being um, a preschool teacher, which I had been for several years and something I loved and adored to being, uh, and by the way, having abundant free time. My husband has very long work schedules. So I had abundant free time to uh, devote myself to food in every which way. And um, aside from my own interests, but um, I was then none of that like I was a 24-7 mom with a newborn with no help with nobody who was able to come over thankfully we had a nurse but I could not focus on anything else and maybe there were people who if it wasn't their first baby or who were able to compartmentalize in a better way than I was but I was really truly unable I remember in fact um Pesach was the first time that I took a photo that I even thought like I have to put content out and I have to share what's on my menu that was the first time right like two months plus after he was born and that is definitely not what I envisioned and I think that for me was very connected to identity because part of my identity for several years was teacher um I have very strong relationship with my students I still speak to many of them today um, even though it was in pre-K, I still am very much in touch with many of the moms. Some of them are good friends of mine. And um, 
you know, there was none of that going on. I was a completely different person. I had no, all the focus of everything that I focused on for years was poof, gone, didn't exist. It was just me and a baby. And, you know, people said, oh, but you were a preschool teacher. So you have a lot of experience with kids. Sure. If kids four years old, that was a newborn. <laughs> wow. So how did you deal with that? How were you able to, you know, figure out who you were and your identity? Like, tell me about that, that process. So I'll be completely honest. Whenever people say like, I don't know how you did that, like how you did 2020 in the lockdown, etc. Let me be very clear. There was so much crying and no, I'm not talking about the baby. I'm talking about myself. I had to go through some sort of like, I don't know, it was like the puddle of tears led me out of that moment, you know, that was the only way. And I'm just being completely honest. I, I don't think I could have done it any other way. When I had time by myself to think about the fact that I had no connection to my former self, I had a baby who needed me 24-7 and everything else, and I still had a house to take care of and a husband who I adore more than words, who was working 24-7 basically, or 24-6, I should say. And, you know, there was nothing I could do but cry. I don't know. That was my response. And that went on for a little while. And... <laughs> I think that that was like my way. That was the only way I knew how. I, I don't know, you know, you, you you pave your path the only way you know how, I guess. And that was the only way I knew how. And I don't know who needs to hear it, but if that's what you need to have happen, let it happen. Because if I hadn't done that, I think till today, I might still be attached to those, you know, unsure feelings. And it just, it got me through and I dried up the tears at some point. I think it was really that piece of when, when everything like sort of just lightened up and brightened up, but, and it had nothing to do with postpartum or anything like that. I'm very fortunate that I didn't have that because if that was part of the <laughs> equation, I don't even know how I would have survived. So thank God. But um, it was a lot. I'll just say that it was a lot. <laughs> wow. So basically you let yourself feel your feelings. Yes. And, very Drown in that. I love that. I love it. No, it's it's amazing because people don't want to say that. You know what I mean? But okay, so you let yourself feel your feelings. You let them out consistently, continuously, I should say, continuously. Yeah. And, so much fun. Yeah. And then you, and then what did you do? Did you reach out to people? Did you have friends who at least you could? So, I did. And, uh, you know, luckily I have friends who were there for me from the minute we got home. And, um, it was not, but again, it wasn't like, I didn't feel, it wasn't a fog or anything like that. It was just this sense of like, who am I? Like, what is this world? You know, it was just completely new to me. And um, I generally am pretty good with change, but I think that it was just, it, it wasn't change. It was like, you know, being dropped into a country where you didn't speak the language. Right, I right. Would say that would be a good comparison. And so... Um, you know, I navigated it the only way I knew how. And I think that, you know, that's something that everyone has to sort of experience in one way or another, you know, maybe it's not having a baby, maybe it's a different thing that you're going through, where you just feel like you're dropped into a foreign country, and you're the only one who can control what happens. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So how did you discover your identity? Like we're like, let's say right now, right? So 
who would you say that you are? Because you went through so many changes and evolutions. So I would say that I am still the same person. I still have the same responses. And I think that's the moment where I realized, like after I came out of that sort of, I don't know, puddle of tears, we'll call it really sounds lovely. But um, (laughs) I think that when I came out of that, I sort of realized that me is who I am in my thoughts and who I am, you know, in my morals and who I am in my responses to what happens in everyday life with my friends or, you know, with anything. And that has nothing to do with how much free time I do or don't have, or, you know, whether I'm still in my same career or not. So I think that once that realization happens, and I don't even actually know that it was super conscious. I think that it was just something that sort of naturally happened. Then I, you know, got back into my same vibe. My, I was back to posting the way I always had. And I don't even know if anyone would have noticed that there was any shift. My friends certainly did because I spoke to them about it. But I don't know if on there, if on my Instagram, that was obvious in any way. Um, And maybe that is a virtue of the fact that I don't show my face. And so we've come full circle because if I did, you would have seen frazzled Vanessa and nobody wants to see that. I didn't <laughs> even want to see that. Um, I love that you're bringing this up. And this is actually a topic that we have never discussed um, on, the t- on, on the podcast. I, I believe it from what I can remember, this topic of identity, you know, really going deep. And as you said, figuring out like who you are, your morals, how you react to things, your conversations with your friends. And as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, because we've been following each other for a few years now. Yes. And first of all, I didn't notice anything different and I've been following you for a while, but also, yeah, yeah. I love that. yeah, but also the way that you have your account, like you don't, it, it is very much like you, like the, on a deeper level, because Okay, so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing this, but you know how a lot of people have like it will say their name and then like so and so's husband, so and so's mom. You don't have that. And no. like I was even wondering when when I reached out to you originally about coming on the podcast, I'm like, wait, is she is she married? Like, does she have kids? Like, what's I she- know. <laughs> so it's so funny because after he was born, I I don't I didn't make an announcement because what am I going to announce? Hey, the world's in lockdown, by the way, LOL, I had a baby. Like, you know, (laughs) there was no way to kind of bring that up. So I think I sort of hinted at it and people picked up on that. I remember I posted like blue flowers, which isn't even what I had at his birth and said, like, if anyone can figure out why I haven't been here or something like that. And some people did. And some people are like, what is she talking about? But, um, and people even sent me screenshots of other people texting them, like, what is she talking about? But, um, but I don't think I ever made any formal announcement about it. And then one time, like a couple of months later, I posted something that I had bought for him, a toy, I believe it was. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this thing. You have to buy it. And people were like flooding me with what? You had a baby? I should buy what? And I was like, yes. And I I have to say that the few times that I have posted things for him, I get more messages and people buy everything that I suggest for him more than they do and I say buy this spice and I don't really know what to do with that but you know if you've trusted me for so long about food but here you are like oh 
you think I should buy this toy? I'm going to run out right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I should even do with that. It's, it's funny. It's so funny, by the way. I agree with you. Like that whole influencer thing. It's like, you have to be careful a little bit, you know, when you have a following and people really trust you. So. Oh my goodness. It's so funny to see. I posted, I remember I posted one time, like, I, I think in 2021, like he was running in a park and I posted from the back, like his sweater. What about his sneakers? What about his pants? What I'm like, oh my goodness. I, now I know how people get started in lifestyle blogging <laughs> because here you are, you know what I mean? But, and that would probably be a lot more, I guess, engaging if you get down to it. So maybe I'll start doing that. <laughs> probably not. I'll, yeah, that'd be fun to see though. How do you deal with competition in general because speaking of social media and and seeing what other people are posting because even even when you're happy in your own life sometimes it get a little bit challenging when you you know so how do you deal with that so I actually um something that's maybe part of a larger conversation that we can have another time is that I feel very fortunate that my parents like instilled in us I don't know I don't have that feeling do I feel uh, you know certain pressure certain times to share content or if people are sharing menus before a holiday and I haven't even thought about it and if you've been following me for a while you know that I'm not a planet advanced kind of girl so you know you have people who are like cooking and freezing and doing and showing menus and sharing templates like three months ahead of a Yentif and I'm <laughs> that's not me and that's never going to be me and um you know, and in the beginning, I think I did feel some pressure to do that. Now I completely don't. I work on my own schedule. And um, I don't know, I just I feel fortunate. I don't have that sense of like, keeping up with the Joneses. I really don't not in my personal life and not in my Instagram. Of course, I'm, I'm human. And I, of course, feel certain pressures in every way, like everyone else does. But I don't, it doesn't affect me in that same way. I don't, you know what I mean? It doesn't move me to do something I otherwise might not do. Um, it's not that I don't notice or I wouldn't think things, but I, it doesn't, it doesn't change my sort of schedule or my plans or things like that. So I feel that same way in life as I do in Instagram. I don't, it, it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I view it and I keep moving and I hope that, People do that, especially when they see things on Instagram that they find upsetting or they find they can't achieve it or something like that, because that's just not life. You know what I mean? There's always going to be someone on the block that has more than you, that has less than you, that has different challenges than you in different ways, and you might not know it. And I think it's important to realize, like I said, I don't know if anybody realized, uh, or you certainly didn't realize that I was sitting and crying. Nobody knew that. But I mean, like, um, I think that, you know, people might not have realized what I was going through at a certain point. And that's just life. You know, you meet someone, a friend was just saying to me, actually, that she hates the concept that we see each other in the street and we say, how are you? And the answer is always good, right? The answer is always, thank God, good or whatever. But you, that doesn't mean anything, right? Like, you could have had the worst morning in the world, and you will still stay good when you see that person. So I feel like it's important to realize that about life too. You know what I mean? It's not about who has the most or the prettiest or the fanciest or the nicest or the most special or the most different. Yours is you. And that's always how I viewed my page and how I view my life. Like, you know, yours is it's yours, and that's just what it is. You know, my son, people say to me, like, oh, 
did you, you know, keep track of all his milestones the day he met them and things like that? I certainly wrote down everything um, by nature, the type of person that likes to keep things and keepsakes and stuff like that. But no, I wasn't sitting there going, you know, oh, this friend's kid is already doing that or isn't doing that. And he's not at all. And that's, I guess, how I am across the board. I, if anything, I have a very good friend who um, had a baby two weeks before me. And so we did this all together. And I have never once felt competitive with her. And I know she hasn't with me either. I don't view it that way. I'm thrilled for her when, you know, any milestone happens or anything happens. And I'm the same for all my Instagram friends. Believe me, that doesn't mean that I don't notice when people do things that are below board. But I don't I don't feel a sense of, you know, who's competing with me and how am I keeping up? Not in my life, not with my son, not with my husband, nothing. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't have that that feeling. I don't know that that, you know, that that light sort of doesn't light up in me. That's that's fantastic. And, you know, something that I feel and it could be I'm wrong. So me if I'm wrong, but the whole idea of like, you know, that you're, it kind of goes back to what we spoke about originally. Like, you know, that your feed is, and even your stories are curated to an extent. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that I feel like you have that, that knowledge. And even if it's subconscious that everyone else's lives and feeds to a certain extent are curated and we don't yeah. really know what's going on. So no, we don't. Listen, if somebody, if you read a magazine, right, and you see someone's home, that's not what their home looks like on Tuesday. That's what their home looks like when they prepared and they cleaned up and they bought all new shiny, you know, whatever dishes or knickknacks or what tchotchkes, anything for their home for that day. That's not what their home looks like on Tuesday. And they're not going to show you that. You're not going to open Architectural Digest and see, you know, or, or, a living and see people's homes after their kids made it a tornado. That's just not life. I don't know. Yeah. That's not how we, you know, that's not what we, what we look at when we look at the larger broader. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. If you had one message to give over to the next generation of women, what would that message be? Well, that's a great question. I think that the most important thing, or I guess maybe the two most important things, one would be you do you and you, you know, never stop doing what it is that you believe is right. And I don't mean that, you know, I don't mean like stumping for a cause. I mean, like, if you believe that serving a certain food is right for your family or wearing a certain thing or, you know, being interested in whatever it is that interests you, that's the only thing you have at the end of the day that sort of keeps you up and about. So for me, I think it's that for the next generation of women, we must make sure that we don't hear the voices and lose who we are. Because when that happens, be it in Frumkite, be it in interests, be it in careers, we're all going to just go off a ledge that we don't, I don't, that I think would be really dangerous. I think that if everyone, you know, keeps their fire and keeps what interests them in every way going, that that won't happen. Yeah. Or that that's something that hopefully won't happen because I think that the danger, I just think that, you know, identity and maybe even if people wrote down how they felt 
or kept some sort of log of some kind about how they feel and what interests them. Because the minute we lose that, we women in general won't be anyone. We'll just be, you know, behind the scenes and sort of, you know, uh, in the curtains instead of like at the table. Yes. I love that. I really love that. Thank you. Beautiful. Okay. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, follow along your journey? Um, I am accessible pretty much all the time at Plates and Petals. There is nothing that makes me happier than talking to people in private message. And I will freely give you my number. I WhatsApp many people. They text me from the grocery store. They want to know what to buy. They want to know which noodles I like and things like that. I am absolutely 100% here for it. And I don't want the fact that I'm not on with my face so much to dissuade anybody from talking to me that way, because that is absolutely what I'm here for. And I've been asked in the past even to sell my food and I won't do it because I know that it would take me way longer to ever do it than what would be worth the money I would ever get back. So I don't, but I am 100% here all the time to talk about food, to talk about anything. People tell me things about their life, private things, and I am totally here for it. I never share anything with anyone else. I've never even shared it with my husband. Um, I am here for an ear, a food ear or otherwise. And I am your friend on the corner of the internet. <laughs> Love that. Yes. And I think you do a fantastic job of showing that. As I said, I haven't following you for a while. So um, I'm definitely a fan. Okay, Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me today. It was such a pleasure having you. And thank you for sharing your experiences and, and being so raw and real. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be on here discussing anything with you. And uh, now you might just be changing me to talk on my Instagram because this was amazing. That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 